You are listening to 17 Karat K-Pop. For more information about this show, as well as the other show I do, How to Stan, visit 17karatkpop.weebly.com and subscribe to my newsletter at howtostan.substack.com. K-pop interviews, album reviews, and more. Subscribing is free, but if you want to continue to support my work, feel free to donate. Click the support the show button on the homepage at 17karatkpop.weebly.com. Hello everybody! Welcome back to 17 Karat K-Pop. Today we are going to further dive into 17's discography and music video universe. We started with the latest Seventeen Talk episode called Attica, which was both a review of their latest work and an overview of how they've kept up certain themes and storylines through their lyrics. Today we're going to talk about other layers that come together to tell their story. Starting back from the beginning, what patterns have I found in the characters, their dynamics with each other, the ways they've used choreography, lighting, the camera angle, symbols, props, costumes, outfits, backgrounds, every detail you can think of in putting on a performance visually, they've thought of that detail. So it's a really interesting deep dive into the many facets of why Seventeen is so good at bringing home their messages. All the little things that add up to make a real big impact on viewers and make their videos unforgettable. Now, some of the things I find meaning in today, you will probably say, what the heck, there's no reading into that. I know. I'm having fun. <laughs> some of it I do think I'm reaching, but some of it I do think genuinely was the deeper meaning they meant to convey. And regardless of intent, the impact is what I'm covering today, about how me personally, how I see their catalog, and the ways that, whether intentional or not, their creative choices have crafted a certain narrative, a very specific, irreplaceable tone to their storytelling. So let's indulge in theories now. We're going to look at the text and signs that are in their music videos. Left and Right has a ton of those messages. Not just the early bird gets the worm and other tried and true phrases, but also don't let that bigger early bird catches the worm sign distract you from the youth can change everything sign. Two big things Seventeen's discography is always driving home. The power of love and the power of youth. Youthfulness, your inner child, that sort of thing. Then there's the brick wall in that same video that says do your best on it, but the phrase but maybe not sometimes is written on it at the end of the video. And the whole theme of the following release, semicolon, that used the same brick wall but without the words on it, was that theme of pausing to take a break. Don't pressure yourself too much, go at your own pace in life, no need to rush. So first the brick wall became this spot with the message do your best. Then it said, but maybe not sometimes. And then the wall was scrubbed clean, like a clean slate, in the home run video. Now there were still obstacles. You could say the wall represents because Esku crashed into it with his car, but you get what I mean. It was just a little preview, it seems, at the slow down and go easy on yourself message to come. Also worth noting, there's a small armchair left under the one. So when the wall says maybe not sometimes, the I and sometimes is replaced with the number one. And that is directly above where the little C is placed. 
I feel like there's something intentional about that. It kind of reinforces the message of go your own pace and there will be a spot waiting for you when you get back. Don't worry about it. The one is maybe there just to reference the one in 17, I don't know. But it just seemed notable. Speaking of home run, there are several newspapers where if you pause real quick, screenshot, and zoom in, you find out a ton of interesting tidbits. One of the papers they've called The Now Times, with the heading saying The Missing Diamond. And the cover story is about Mingyu and Junhan, who are the thieves in this video. What I really like about this issue is that it does say it was published September 17th, this paper, 1926. I know what the 17 is for. The 1926 maybe we should look into. So set that aside for now, though. I like how this issue, the Now Times, says, Ail the news that's fit to print. A spoof of the New York Times's slogan, All the news that's fit to print. But here it looks like it says, Ail the news. I just thought that was a funny alteration. A different newspaper in that video is called Weekly Diamond News, with more articles about the missing diamond. That newspaper is dated October. I could not make out this specific date. But it's interesting, this storyline was going on at least a month. And given the capability, or lack thereof, of catching Mingyu and Junhan right under their noses, I'm not surprised this investigation would be a very drawn-out story. Here's something I really need you to put a pin in for later. The picture on this issue of Weekly Diamond News is of a hand holding the diamond, and the hand of whoever stole the diamond has a ring on it. So hold that thought. Whoever took it has the ring. Also notable in that video, the marquee outside of the cinema reads, Since May 26, 2015, 17's debut date, that's a super cute detail. The signs in the background of certain cinematic scenes feature neon signs, but they're just the song titles from the track list. Really cute touches throughout that video. Moving on to talking about your choice, there are lots of notable lyrics and phrases across the buildings and telephone booths in that video, talking about what felt real, you are my escape, I dream of love, I saw you in my dreams again, so it's notable, the theme of dreaming. It also seems to be meaningful that all of the statements on those buildings that surround them end with periods. They have punctuation. And you know, Seventeen is very careful and detail-oriented when it comes to the meaning of the punctuation. Hence why they named a whole album Semicolon. Then there was Teenage, spelled Teen Comma Age, etc. This similarly seems intentional. Full stop, you are my escape. Full stop, I dream of love. These are their bold, official declarations. No taking them back. In Attica, three notable pieces of text. One is that there are Attica road signs, signs that say Attica, seem to be a nod back to the left and right video, and just a reminder, hey, keep an eye on the signs in the background of 17 videos. They could be telling you something. Then there's the word boyhood on the screen at the beginning of the teaser video. Which makes sense because they're going off of that theme of youth and it's almost a full circle moment from their debut, from their boyhood days to growing up and feeling like they're ready to fall into a deep love. Lastly, June wears a t-shirt. During the Attica comeback, he wore a shirt that said, To love yourself is a long life. And that was really cool because as much as they are talking about a relationship, 
a romance they want, they also throw in there a reminder to love yourself too. As for the numbers they use, obviously the number 17 comes up in their videos a lot. Some numbers that I noted that may mean nothing but might be worth filing away in your memory for later, might have some significance I'm missing, are the countdown clock in fear that Joshua is in front of gives him 40 minutes. Then there is a wall behind June in happy ending with the number 21 on it. 21 and 40, do those numbers mean anything to you? Let me know. Then there's Woozy in Ready to Love, who is by on the wall these numbers 30, 32, 41, 50. Those add up to 153. Text to Lingo 4, I adore you. Cute both because their debut single was Adore You, and the song is all about being ready to love. Next big category to pay attention to the lighting. Even the lighting in their scenes helps emphasize 17's storytelling in their videos. There are spotlights in the video for highlights that turn yellow and move as the members do. Spotlights are the sole source of light again in my eye. The first scene in Hit is this pitch black room with just illuminated curtains. There's a sole spotlight on Wanwu in the trauma video as he holds up this umbrella and rain pours down, but just on him specifically. There's a similar single spotlight that shines on Mingyu in this pitch black environment in Falling Flower where he looks up and instead of an earlier position Wanwu was in where he stood in that spotlight and got rained on by a downpour, Mingyu is rained on just by some gentle red flower petals. In Ready to Love, the traffic light starts out green, but then in a later group scene, it's yellow. Then it goes back to green, then yellow. It's an interesting back and forth. Like the members are ready to love, but still they keep hesitating. And then there's Home, which features basically enough lamps to fill a TJ Maxx or something. Lights everywhere. Lamps of all sizes, overhead lights, all of it. Because they are home. They're bringing home that message of this warm, bright, welcoming environment. Lights and the lack thereof really help draw your attention to certain parts of their story. Similarly, let's talk about outfits. Because their outfits and the color choices in them also sometimes send a message and really bring your attention to something that contrasts. Often what contrasts with an all-white or all-black outfit. In Adore You, in those all-white outfits, the pop of color is just one member's red sneakers. The main color that's not black and white and very nice, red suspenders. In Clap, the members in white suits get into a colorful ball pit and are surrounded by super bright, colorful settings. In Change Up, the members are in an all-white room and they are the ones with all the color, each in this monochrome sweatsuit. The members wear all-white in Trauma, they wear it again in Liliavai while they're on this vivid blue flooring. The members wear all black in dance scenes in Fear, but the member wearing color in a unique way is Hoshi, whose arm is just covered with colorful paint in plastic wrap or something. Woozy seems to go off of that look with pink-covered arms in Falling Flower. This black and white versus color contrast seems to be fading a bit with Rock With You, because the members previously, they would have comebacks like with Thanks, where they're all very chill, in jeans and sweaters. 
And then the opposite comeback with very sleek, more dressed up, expensive looking outfits. Rock With You kind of blends it. So you have some dressier blazer type looks, and then other members wear casual jeans and stuff. So it's a notable turn. There are some more subtle outfit details that also deserve attention. Junhan in Pinwheel holds what in his hand? A silver ring. I'm just saying, remember, they had the ring. The true diamond thief had the ring in Home Run. I'm just saying, maybe Junhan is the mastermind there. And Mingyu is just kind of a lawn for the ride. Something to think about. Other ways they have used fashion as a symbol. There's the mask that DK puts on in Fear. The choker that Esku snaps off his neck in Hit. The red lipstick Junhan smears on his face right as the countdown clock reaches zero in Fear. There are the tiny gold spikes dotting the hands of Jun and Wanwu, and then you see this cool close-up of the members grabbing each other's hands with those spikes to look up at each other and smile in Falling Flower. So keep your eyes on little details in their outfits, especially who is the ring next. Now let's talk choreography. The members' boundless energy was on display from the moment this whole story started. Adore You, the video starts with them running towards the camera. They also had just really cute, happy, waving, saying yoo-hoo choreography in Adore You. And then in Monse, they were jumping over each other a lot, running around, goofing off, waving their hands in the air. They did the iconic, super cool move that only looks cool if you have enough people to do it in the school hallway. You'll know it when you see it. They got more serious for Boom Boom, where they end the performance version where the camera zooms out to reveal they were not just performing on some floor somewhere, but they were on a small stage, staging some sort of production, which makes a really great transition to the next single, Highlight, where the members were on a stage with spotlights on them and continued the show, you could say. They continue this live performance, putting on a show concept in Clap, where Mingyu for a few seconds plays the role of this sort of conductor, directing the other members' movements. But they just keep up the cute, fun energy too. They're pointing and giving hand hearts to the screen. And don't want to cry, the members guide Esku's way home. They all use their hands, leaning against each other to form a tunnel of sorts to allow Esku to have a safe path home. The members really bring home in that choreography how they're sort of suffering in silence. Because the member who seems most emotional in that performance is Junhan, who breaks away from the group formation for a bit in verse 1. Then he's seen later as the first one to just crouch down, fall to his knees. And then row after row of members does the same. But for all the members, the choreography starts, at least in the choreography version of the video, where the members stare off in different directions, and it ends not with them coming together, but still slowly walking away from each other. Like they're embarrassed or ashamed, they don't want to cry in front of you. During the video, there's also this X that a bird's eye view of the set shows the members forming. Keep that in mind. In My Eye, they use this white ribbon to really tell a story. That's all they needed. That piece of white cloth. June is in all black, the eight is in all white, and they turn around and hold this cloth. They often use it to bind themselves together in a gentle way, but then there's a moment where the eight uses it basically as June's leash. 
So they're manipulating each other. Then their performance ends where they drop the cloth and each take a turn to spin away from the other member. Like they're done. They've severed ties. Yet then, they voluntarily walk back towards each other and pick up the cloth again. They get connected again, this time by choice. So there's a lot you could read into there. Is their performance saying, I realized I want life with you in it? Even if it hurts, it's better than not having you in it? Is it the opposite? Is it about just this addictive pull? Even if it's dangerous? How much remorse or true pleasure is causing them to go back to that tie? Lots to read into there. There are some cute nods to previous videos again in Oh My, where there was this Cupid shooting an arrow style dance move, reminding me of all the finger hearts in previous videos. They kept the cuteness coming too with this interesting performance in an X formation, just like they did in the much more somber Don't Wanna Cry. The light affects what the members do in Our Dawn is Hotter Than Day, where the left and right colors change and flash as they move. Then the members break into two groups and go to each side of the room, but later on they both go back towards each other. They end with them all with their backs turned to the camera, staring at a green light. They start the video for a second or two, maybe glancing at the left, but mostly they start facing right. When the light is green, and then they all move to face left. The lights and choreography continue to work together to help them tell their story in Getting Closer, where the blinking overhead lights really emphasize what their movements are doing. This losing control, not in control of your movements feeling. June gets a point in that choreography where he's kind of the conductor, the puppeteer controlling what they do. The members are gripping at their throats as if choking or clutched by this evil force. They're kind of zombie walking, static and odd movements. This sense of being paralyzed with fear or just losing control, period, is really the ante is upped with the lighting and stuff. It's really well done. Home has a series of really tender moments between the members. Soon Guan hugs Vernon from behind at one point while they have the streetlights nearby. A very lights will literally guide you home moment. Josh puts a hand on Junhan's shoulder, and that touch is immediately followed by the scene switching to one where all the members are together, staring out at this beautiful bright blue sky. The touch was all that was needed, and the members feel at peace and home. Falling Flower has such stunning choreography. This unraveling of a flower, like a flower is blossoming, formation that you see from an overhead view. There's also a lot of dancing with chains and ropes, pulling members apart or back together. The Eight and Hoshi have these things binding them together that they try to sever, but as they resist, they just end up hooking Wanwu as well. His arm gets tangled up in the rope. Joshua is the one who has broken wilted flower pieces taped to his face. And with the floral theme of the song, that makes sense aesthetically. But also story-wise, because the members then grab onto him, and he's kind of the center as he moves, controls the formation's direction, and they follow suit. Like his belief in the ability to salvage withered flowers, insert symbolism here, withered anything. His ability to salvage that, repurpose it into something beautiful, make lemons out of lemonade, basically, is what makes the other members admire him 
and find strength and guidance in him. The threads connecting the members literally in their videos also bring to mind the tale of the red string, as this was a Japanese release of theirs, it makes sense they would allude to that tale. A Japanese tale essentially saying that red strings connect all humans. Our strings metaphorically grow taut at times, loosen at times, get tangled at times, but never cut. They control our fate in who is destined to be in the lives of who. We are all bound up as humanity with a shared collective destiny. That's basically the premise of the tale they've drawn inspiration from. In Home Run, the hand movements in their choreography seem to direct the storyline. So when the members all dance in a group, they turn around and point up at the sky. Then they trigger the pivot to the next scene where old school TV style, a newspaper, circles wildly as it zooms forward to become front and center on the screen. It's like they triggered the newspaper's arrival. Then when Woozy throws his arm up in the air later, the next scene is the diamond falling down, landing on the pool table, as if Woozy's arm raise in a separate scene caused the falling down in the next scene. So they continue to basically cue each other for the next scene, continuing this theme of putting on a musical of sorts. In the Japanese single Falling Flower, remember Hoshi and the Eight were chained up and performed a partner dance of sorts, dealing with the fact they were chained up together. In their next Japanese single, 24 Hours, Hoshi and the Eight are once again dancing together. They switch choreography positions, kind of like a baton pass style moment. Then later, when all the members form this clockwork type circle, Hoshi stands up and then reaches out his arm to pull up the Eight first. This sense of, thank you for saving me earlier. Now in this song, I'll help you out. The eight then is basically controlling the clock. The members form like a human clock on the ground, and he's in charge. He's once again back in the leading role here in Rock With You, because in that choreography, the group formation lowers, the members sink, while the eight is lifted up. He rises. Lastly, Leader Esku has a key role in this latest comeback, where for the Anyone performance, he runs off, but he comes back at the end of Anyone, front and center. The whole group confirmed they agreed story-wise, meaning-wise, Esku is meant to be the person to end front and center for the song Anyone, which I will remind you from our lyric breakdown episode, is the song where the members, more emotionally and forthrightly than ever, say I love you. So to have Leader Esku officially be the face of that song shows this growth in the character's confidence and desire to truly be in love, and to love and be loved. Even the settings overall seem to carry a ton of meaning, like how in early videos they have scenes at the stadium, the track and field course, the school gym, buildings with light pink and blue accents, all that stuff comes back in later videos as well home, ready to love, etc. So their recurrence of settings feels very intentional. The bowling alley in Pretty You, also where some scenes in Home Run are. The rooftop scenes, whether it's in Don't Wanna Cry, or the rooftop party in Oh My, another rooftop party in My My. The song Thanks feels aptly titled and aptly placed in settings where they would be both in an off time and on the job, 
on buses, in a diner, but also in the practice room, the recording studio. The room itself sometimes speaks volumes, like the room full of mirrors in trauma. And also in trauma, each member performs in what looks like just totally separate rooms. But by the end, the camera shows how all the rooms are connected. Like if you took the walls away, it's like one long hallway with all the rooms back to back to back to back. There's a similar sense of people realizing it was an artificial separation, a divider that didn't need to be there. The members realizing how close physically they truly are in home, where there's a scene where the members are on what look like two sides of a big wide room, small white walls separating parts of them. So if you walk farther enough along, the wall stops, and you can't see the other side. But as Hoshi talks, and again the eight is with Hoshi, and he is behind Hoshi, the two members walk, and as they walk forward, so does the wall. The white walls on their left and right surge and grow so that they take up the whole space. So the left and right sides of the room can no longer see each other. When Soongwana later on turns on the lights, we see everyone is back in the same room. We also see the members end up closer than you think to seeing each other, to reaching each other, metaphorically and literally, in Falling Flower, where Vernon is in his office watching a scene on a movie projector. So while he's in that dimmed lights office watching the show, perhaps this 17 show within a show thing they're doing, so maybe he's watching the 17 show, but then he later gets up and we see on the other side of the wall is Joshua's room. A room with busted walls, white threads being the only thing tying sides of the broken wall together. Rubble surrounds him. It looks like a tornado hit it. Let's talk symbols now. One of the big symbols is party supplies. Really going all out to put on a festive show and make the best of every moment. Clap away the small stuff as they sing. The rooftop party in Oh My... Confetti Blast and Very Nice, and Clap, Party Prep in Pretty You, the B-Day Party in Adore You and Not Alone, Silver Confetti in Hit, Confetti and Happy Ending, along with a toast and a chandelier, the whole fancy dining table party setting. Balloons, giant balloons, but the most interesting use of party supplies is in Fear, which I did not expect to see there where there's this really interesting structure. It's like this wheel with this metal hoop of sorts around it. This horizontal metal hula hoop type ring around the structure. And tied to that hoop, it's lined with streamers. After thunder and lightning are shown, the structure of the ring is lowered to the ground. And the streamers rise tall above it. So when you would expect the whole party to be over, Metaphorically, that's not what happens. The party persists. There are a lot of sheets and curtains in their videos that seem notable. They started out in their videos with white curtains, but then blue became the staple. There's also this cute moment in the Oh My video where the members sit under a blanket, a sheet, something like that, almost like it's a parachute game you'd play as a little kid. And that same goofing off under the sheet like it's a parachute is what Junhan does in Not Alone. Like he's hearkening back to the Oh My days. It's also interesting that the character most frequently aligned with curtains 
behind him is Sunguan. He's got these curtains behind him and getting closer. He appears surrounded by dark curtains out of the blue in Falling Flower. And then suddenly brighter colorful curtains are above him in Ready to Love. The whole life cycle of a flower seems to be addressed by their work. Whether it's the wilted end of their life flowers like in Falling Flower, or the blooming ones that are just springing anew. They are all over their videos. Sunflowers are throughout getting closer. In one scene, all the members see them in front of them, but then later on, all the members abandon them. And Mingi walks over to the now empty table and is the lone member to hold up a sunflower. The flowers are smoking in fear, and Vernon's basically inhaling it. Lots of ways to interpret that. In Happy Ending, the eight looks like a literal ghost fading away, only half there physically. When he holds a flower, flowers adorn the school bus from previous videos, now in Ready to Love. So the point being that flower metaphors are a constant for them, as I elaborated on in the lyric-dedicated episode of the show. They use a lot of flower references in their songs as well. Some symbols I want to address quicker Time, clocks, references to the passage of time, that countdown clock. They have a lot of nods to that whole putting on a show, show within a show, making a movie theme. The actual sound guys and cameramen are seen in the shot in Happy Ending on purpose. Members hold up movie reels and stuff. They film with their own cameras. It's kind of a breaking the fourth wall premise. Green screens, static TV screens everywhere. A wall lined with TVs in one video. It's a recurring theme. There's actually a very notable scene in Happy Ending, where the members who are seen at that fancy dinner party table with the chandelier and stuff, when zoomed out, it turns out that scene's not happening. That scene's on a TV. June is watching it. So he's just watching them act out something. Chains, ropes, those persist as a symbol. Covering up their eyes. Like the don't want to cry choreography ends with their arms raised to cover their eyes. Junhan reaches to cover Esku's face so he can't see in 24 hours. This fits with a, what we talked about in the lyric episode about their constant lyrics about literally and metaphorically seeing stuff. Seeing clearly now. References to tears, all things eyes. Mirrors keep coming up. Just a shard of a mirror at one point in fear. Falling flower is when the mirrors take the form of stepping stones of sorts on the ground. The mirror in Adore You shows the members jumping high in the air in slow-mo. There's the maze of mirrors in Trauma. The mirror in Change Up that a member is actually inside. It's cute that the swing sets are just one of the many ways in Oh My that they really took time to harken back to early day videos. Because in Oh My, they not only went up in the clouds again, like in Adore You, and otherwise thematically were hearkening back to that era, but also they brought the swing sets back from Very Nice. Another thing we talked about in the lyric-based episode is references to painting a picture and the messiness of life and this metaphor about life being art, being beautiful like art, in its messiness, in its flaws. In that view and how they want to paint a picture with so many colors, living life to the fullest, Definitely a part of their music videos. Whether it's spray painting the walls, like an Adore You and Pretty You, 
or it's paint just coating their arm like in Fallen Flower, or it's painting a whole galaxy like Junhan in Rock With You. This theme is very in the viewer's face. Sometimes literally, like in the Attica concept teaser video, when Junhan is painting directly on the screen that you're watching. The members also help each other see the colors bursting forth or ready to burst forth within them. Like in Clap, when Joshua paints on Mingyu directly. And later on, Mingyu is in a suit the exact same color as the paint that was being thrown on him. In Happy Ending, they brought back the boxing match theme from Adore You. They keep bringing back basketball hoops, basketball courts, school gyms. Trying to get a message to someone is also a recurring theme. A phone is a big part of the symbolism in Pinwheel, when Joshua just sits in the center of the road. The phone is obviously a big part of the video for the song called Call, Call, Call. And then there is the telephone booth in your choice, aka the Cosmo and Wanda cameo, where there's a green telephone booth that says friends and a pink one that says love. And Mingyu decides to choose love. Pretty clear symbolism there. They don't always hide it. There are a lot of ways that the members' movements change pace to tell the story more, and the camera and the filming techniques used also make the delivery of the story unique and keep it fresh. There's a lot of slow-mo, slow-mo jumping in the air, slow-mo dramatic running, slow-mo camera panning over the members, and adore you, clap, call, 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 hit, happy ending, falling flower, my eye. Then you also have examples of the opposite, where it's filmed as if the scene is in high speed. The members are seen sprinting often, in very nice, don't want to cry, thanks, left and right, etc. There's also frequent levitating, floating in the air, being suspended in the air, and falling flower, Hoshi's thrown up in the air, in a left and right, lots of slow-mo floating in hit. They even change up the camera positioning, so in some videos like Oh My and 24 Hour, the video is kind of sideways, the camera tilts, or is flat out upside down for a second, spinning and changing direction. Actually, in Lily Avi, there's a moment where Dino makes a hand gesture, and as his hands move in the gesture, the camera moves with him. They've explored animated formats. Sometimes there's like a screen within a screen image. So something happens in the bigger screen, and then a separate scene in the little screen. Lots of aerial shots, views from above suddenly. They really change things up. Sometimes they go for something animated. Computer glitch type moments, the screen is static, or there's some sort of pop-up window madness all of a sudden, like the whole thing was in a computer that went haywire. There's also more pivots to black and white scenes than you remember. In Adore You, Pinwheel, Don't Want to Cry, Thanks, Home, Home Run. Most meaningful, I think, is Thanks, because in that video, it doesn't get black and white until the end. The last image is from a video camera perspective, like the viewer is behind the lens. What started out as the members asleep on the bus in color is now an image of them back sleeping on the bus in black and white. Maybe a nod to, hey, all the events in this video you just saw were part of today's TV episode, basically. Some miscellaneous notable props I think deserve more attention. First of all, in highlight, 
there's this interesting bar of sorts, like a ballet bar kind of, where a member flips horizontally around it. While this dove, it looks like a dove, is on the side of the frame. Feels like a very symbolic split-second moment. People don't talk about it enough. There's the silver orb that is above the members during a group dance scene in 24 hours. But then that orb, that silver thing, suddenly flies around Esku only. Like it found the leader of the group or something. There's so many more connections I found that I won't belabor them too much, but I just want to run through them really, really quick. And the only one I'm going to stop and note where I saw it again is what applies to Rock With You. So first let's just go through the list and then go back to the ones that came back up in Rock With You. Motorcycles, bikes, trains, buses, cars, all of that. Traffic lights, smoke, explosions, fire, flames, a desert setting, bodies of water, pools, tents, stacks of books, microphones and podiums, shopping carts, flashlights, a piano, a pool table, mattresses, sand, and then there's what seems notable because it's back in Rock With You. In Rock With You we have the image of ladders, like in Oh My, the busy intersection, like in Don't Wanna Cry, fireworks again, like in so many of the previous videos, and a disco ball, like in Pretty You. Feels like there were a lot of, some intentional, some not, nods back to previous releases again. So let's go back now and highlight a bunch of miscellaneous stuff I have not yet, character by character. Let's start with Esku. He's the leader, he's in charge, and he plays a pivotal role in a ton of these videos. He's the one who has both in Monse, Clap, and then the Power of Love Project teaser video does that thing, resets up the camera, jumps into the group shot just at the last second of the timer going off, that whole cute routine. He's also really in front and in charge in Clap. He's the one filming the first movie scene, I guess you could say, the movie within a movie they're working on. He's the one on the cover of this manual about how to make the video. He sits on the giant record player and change up. He's front and center at the end of anyone when everyone else has walked off by then. Everyone holds up their hands, lights his way home. We talked about that choreography before. He's the one who basically breaks his chain, breaks his choker at the last second and hit. He's the one in charge of the sound and stuff, the recording equipment in Happy Ending and Rock With You. He's, of course, the star of the show for sad reasons for him, getting shot up into space and then plummeting, getting hit in the head with a baseball, etc., in left and right and home run. 24 hours starts with him sitting up, and it ends with him falling back down, kind of like it's all his dream. And just at the time that his studio is shown in the Rock With You video, the screen pivots to Junhan, and he has finished his painting of another galaxy. For the eight... I would note again how much it seems like his character in these videos has this dynamic with Hoshi, and how he seems to be kind of in charge in the latter half of the story, the more recent developments with the clock and the Rock With You choreography where he is lifted up. June seems to have this interesting dynamic with Vernon's character. He reaches the clouds first with June in Oh My. June and Vernon are in the same hall and getting closer. And he also gets times where he is in charge. He gets to fly the machine, the flying machine in my Mai. He's the one dancing alone in Thanks. He was instrumental for carrying out that secret mission in the Boom Boom video. Junhan's character. 
First of all, keep an eye on what he wears, like the silver ring and the red lipstick made a statement in more ways than one, using his wardrobe to tell a story. Also look out for his dynamic with Wanwu. They were in the elevator together in Boom Boom, and then they try to sever each other's ropes and chains in Falling Flower. He also has an interesting dynamic with Mingyu. He just walks right past a sad-looking Mingyu in Home, but then he basically teams up with Mingyu in Home Run to take the diamond. Dino and Wanwu, they try to team up and find out who stole the diamond, which is interesting because they are trying to find Mingyu. Mingyu is a suspect Dino is after. And earlier, Dino's the one who stole Mingyu's podium, basically, and hit. DK is both the luckiest and least luckiest character, it seems. He's basically an angel with a cartoon halo and adore you, but he's also stuck in a downpour when no one else is, so... Wanwu seems to be representing this fighter. He's got the boxing gloves on him in both Adore You and Very Nice. He's fiddling with the security camera in Boom Boom. He takes a baseball bat to the boom box and clap. He's ready for something. And then it kind of looks like he's in a police interrogation room in Getting Closer. With Hoshi, again, notice his dynamics with the eight, as well as the fact that Hoshi wants to get in on the case. He wants to be like a detective in charge. He takes the baseball bat to take it for posing in the end credits of Home Run. And that's also where he's reading the paper and trying to find out about who has the missing diamond and how he can be of service to help. Woozy, just like in real life, in the video seems to take a kind of behind-the-scenes role. He's in the studio a lot. It's really funny in Boom Boom because Wu is fiddling with the security camera, clearly trying to get attention, and Woozy just kind of shrugs and ignores him. Then Woozy's basically just sitting back to watch the show in this viewing room in Happy Ending, and he's back surrounded by his equipment, working on music and movies and stuff for this latest comeback. Vernon's most notable moments to me are one when he is inhaling the smoking flower, and also that he keeps showing up in this greenery-covered place. He was there in Adore You, and back there in Oh My. It just feels very intentional, a nod back to Adore You when he's there. Surrounded by plants and flowers again and ready to love, by the way. With Joshua and June, again, keep in mind their dynamics. And Joshua's really taking the lead lately. On the songs and in the videos, he was first to walk toward the building that says I Dream of Love on it in Ready to Love, he leads the Rock With You video from his perch on an intersection. I would 100% not mind if this trend continued where he starts off the action. Mingyu seems to get the most variety in his character roles here. He has all these pensive, quiet, somber moments, or ones where he's just commanding and really getting invested in something, in home, and hit, and ready to love trauma, all that. But then he has ones where he's really on top of the world and in charge, and it's like when he's flirting in early videos. Lastly, Soon Guan seems especially lonely. He's the one who basically, when everyone else falls asleep in Oh My, he's the only one left up and awake. Then he goes back to that heart-shaped archway people were by before and ready to love, but everyone's gone. Just give him more action in these videos, please. Okay, that was a lot to take in. To get more fleshed out, probably better articulated summaries about what all this means, 
and what it all comes together to say about their storytelling. Stay tuned to my newsletter at howtostand.substack.com and keep checking out the 17 page on 17caratkpop.weebly.com for my upcoming essays in my series. And up right now, you can read the first two, Exploring the Meaning of Seventeen's Work. Thank you all for listening today. And I will talk to you about a broad variety of artists, catch you up on the latest news in the world of K-pop and beyond very soon. So stay tuned. Thank you all for listening, and I'll talk to you guys again very soon. Bye!